live from my bedroom. It is Stay Busy with the boy, Armand Sather. Beautiful, beautiful day. Welcome to Stay Busy with Armand Sadler, where we have responsible discussions on the music business and the music culture. And when we are fortunate enough to get some of these incredible people here who be busy like us, we have some incredible industry conversations with incredible industry insight. I am your host, Armand Sadler, vegan chorizo poppy, multiple Monday, Miles Monday poppy. <laughs> I do it all. I be tweeting. I be writing. I be potting. When I'm with Nick, I be A&Ring. <laughs> I, I do it all. I don't do it alone, though. My co-host is here. My guy. How you feeling, brother? What's up, y'all? How you feeling today? I'm feeling unbelievable today. Today has a lot of great energy. I'm Nick Early, uh, executive producing, co-hosting Stay Busy mm-hmm. podcast. You know, we're super excited. We have an amazing, very well-accomplished She's on vacation right now, and she mm. took the time to sit with us. We have the amazing, the amazing Elise. Give it up for her, yeah. Yes. Woo! Okay, so I got a story about her. I met her last year. We went to Rolling Loud together. We was all, you know, scrambling, trying to find out who we was going to interview, blah, blah, blah. This woman comes away with a Benny the Butcher interview, a Conway interview, a Lil Kid interview. I, I forget other ones, so please correct me, other other ones that I forgot. But from there to what she's doing now, marketing at Audio Mac and just, you know, her, her IGB popping. She got the playlist. She got the fashion advice. She is just a ge- genuinely great person that I am happy to have known. Mm-hmm. And she's fam, bro. She's fam. Okay. Shout out to fam. Okay. And this is, this is look. Hey. Bro. It's a good day today, too. Look, look, I was about to say, like, you know, by by the time y'all hear this, it'll be a couple days removed from it. But Trump is out of office. We got Joe Biden as our president and Kamala Harris as our VP. But more importantly, Stay Busy has Aaliyah Simone as our guest. How you doing, Queen? Please, please let us know how you feeling. Good. I'm good. I'm in Denver. Well, not even technically Denver, like a... I was going to say suburb, but we're literally in the boondogs out here. But it's incredibly beautiful. Um, celebrating one of my line sister's birthdays. So. And also my birthday. My birthday is next Saturday. So. Okay. Happy early birthday yeah. to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks. All right. All right. Well, we are so happy to have you. We're going to get to know you a bit more as we get later into the pod. But you know... First of all, we got to shout out our new listeners, our returning listeners. We got some special shout outs this week that I wanted to give out. So shout out to everyone who has been engaging with our Twitter account. We got India. We got Jeff Jackson, who was a guest on our show. We got Taylor Crumpton, who was a guest on our show. We got Jose, 
Stay Busy Super Fan. We got Brandon Mayo. We got Donnie Luce, Jerry Bankins, Zach Chase, Henny. She, uh, she just dropped a video recently. Check that out. We got Rob Just Joking, Sean Marcano. We got Chuka, Tyler Kearney. Check the rhyme. We got Arden, Just JT, yeah. Taylor Ford, Nadia Michelle, Boyega, Raina Raina, Laura, Janelle Forte, Flozis, Jack Riedi, Osar, Chase Me, Brittany, Brittany Bowen, Ryan Burke. Yo, we got hella shout outs. Uh, Moises, we got Ricky Dixon and Johanna. And there's probably people who responded to the Twitter that I, I can't see right now. But hey, shout out to everyone who loves this podcast. Like, yeah. just the, the fact that I got so winded reading out that list <laughs> just shows how much y'all mess with us and how much we are committed to putting out content that you all enjoy. So thank you all for engaging with us as always. Whether you like Trump or Biden, <laughs> being outside or hiding, driving or just riding, donating or tithing, thank you for pulling up with the busy boys and our busy guests. Uh, we want to give a big shout out to Anchor, our distribution platform. If you do not know, Anchor would distribute your podcast for free to all the streaming platforms that you would like to use. And you can get some sponsored ads, regardless of your listenership. You see my face, you see me with a pink hoodie, you see tie-dye Nick, you see Aaliyah out in Denver, Colorado doing her thing. Yo, yo her, her background is fine. You, you see them lights? Yeah. Like, that, like she, 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 she got a vibe going there. So shout out to Zoom for allowing y'all to see what our guest is on. That's a fact. That's The house is beautiful. Oh, Look, 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 please let us know the listing. I'm about to get on there, Airbnb, my next Denver trip. I don't know when I'm going to Denver next, but I want, I want to be in that Airbnb or whatever you got. So let us know. That said, let us get into our chat. Now, it, it, was, a, it was a pretty quiet release week. So I, I kind of want to get into some, some specific conversations. The first conversation, there's this trend on Twitter for the last maybe like year, year and a half called One Gotta Go. And I think that one gotta go, gotta go. I'm tired of it. <laughs> I'm so tired of it. And I think the thing that kind of just was the last straw for me, there was a one gotta go that included Frank Ocean, oh. Brent Fiaz, I remember this, Party Next Door, and Bryson Tiller. And everyone is like, one gotta go. And several people who I've spoken to about it said, Frank Ocean is the one who has to go in that. <laughs> in this in this conversation now look at the end of the day i respect most people's opinions <laughs> most I'm, I, will, I will emphasize most for me frank is an incredible songwriter incredible artist so talented that he's just not anyone who in that debate or in most debates is someone who i can say oh yeah frank gotta go now i don't want to just be the only voice here so please nick Aaliyah, let me know how you feel about this one gotta go scenario. I'm gonna defer to Aaliyah to our guest. How do you feel about the one gotta go? Um, our for one unpopular opinion, one gotta go has got to go. Mm -hmm. So I'm definitely on the same page as far as that. Um, the four, it's like, why do we do this? And why? No reason. Like they're all here. Like why? Why don't we just all enjoy them? Um, and Frank Ocean, that's a really like interesting pick. Um, hmm. Frank Ocean, Party Next Door, Bryson Tiller, and who am I missing? Brent Fires. 
Brent Fias. Maybe he just needs to go then. Like I like I love Brent Fias, right? right? I love him. Yeah. I love him though, right? But it's kind of hard with what's in front of us. So um, and just the fact that I forgot it in that moment, I'm I'm just going to leave with that. But I am a fan of his music, so. But yeah. that's, and this that's, is why one has to go. It has to go because yeah, it's like why? Right. Why do I have to choose? Like you know? Yeah. Go ahead, Nick. No, I feel like I, I would probably agree, uh, just given the choices. I know it's not because I don't like Grant. It's just because I feel like he's still proving himself. He's still growing. He's still up on the on the come up. Same with Bryson, too. But I feel like Bryson, you know, Trap Soul is one of those, like, milestone projects when we think about the, the whole genre of R&B and think about just the, the 2010s of music. That's It's yeah. definitely a key point on that album and an asterisk for all the greatest albums of that time. So... You know, obviously Frank is he Frank walked so Brent could run. Mm. You know, that's the way I feel at least. Yeah. Um, Part Next Door has written some of the biggest hits of the of the of the decade. You know, Bryson, like I said. So that'd probably be the same answer for me as well. Yeah, it's like at the end of the day, you gotta put people in in a in the same category who have the same catalog. Frank has been blessing us for almost a decade now. Party next door for like seven, eight years. Uh, Bryson, I've only been aware of for the last six years. Brent, I've been aware of for the last four years. So it's like I feel like you gotta put people in the same categories who have been around us for the same amount of time, so we can really right. assess them on a more equal level. Like Frank and Bryson, just it doesn't make sense as a comparison. At all. It, it is the most ridiculous comparison I've ever heard. But hey, you know, at the end of the day, I, I, I appreciate it because it's got, it's got, it, it, it provoked my thoughts. Yeah. Um, I want to get into another conversation. I'll be very interested about how you guys feel, how, how you and Aaliyah will feel about this rather. Um, so Nav just re- recently dropped another project called Emergency Tsunami produced by Weezy out of here. Now, I don't I don't necessarily want to talk about that project because it's new. It's only been a, it's only been it's been a couple of days. I don't I don't want to give a full assessment of the project. But I put out what happened? I hate when people do that by the way. Yeah. It's like a 24 hour rush. Midnight, 12:31, I have my full blown review like let it sit for a second. Yeah. It doesn't make sense and I've I've been like I've worked for platforms before where I've had to do that and it's just like I don't feel right trying to tell you tell you all how to feel about an album when i don't even know how i feel about it like i can just tell you it came out and what are the features on it but i can't really gauge it so we're, we're and maybe gonna... it's a good thing to like compare maybe your first initial impression to maybe a two week or month end impression. yes exactly. like that's yes. interesting but Absolutely. to just like you know stand off and make your decision within that time frame of 24 hours no absolutely not and there you go. And this is a perfect lead into what I'm getting into. So I put out a hot take on Twitter a couple months ago that I felt Nav's album, Good Intentions, was better than Future's album, High Off Life. Future's album, High Off Life, I don't know if you all remember that album, but it was really held up by the singles. You had Life is Good with Drake. You had the Life is Good remix with Drake, the Baby, and Lil Baby. You had Last Name with Lil Dirk. You had uh, 100 Shooters with Meek Mill. Uh, and Tycoon, but like the the album cuts weren't really that great. Nav on Good Intentions, he gave you my debate with Young Thug. He gave you my business with Future. He gave you a lot, and he gave you a good deluxe too. And 
my belief with why a lot of people will not be willing to admit that Nav put out a better album than Future is because a lot of people support personas more than they support the music. So because yeah. Future is our toxic king, we love Future, <laughs> all that, it's like, nah, why would we ever say this corny brown boy as a lot of people have Uh-oh. you know, portrayed Nav to be? Uh-oh. Why would we ever say that he makes better music than Future? And my thing is like, yo, think about the 2015-2016 Warriors. They didn't go 82-0. They went 73-9. and They're one of the greatest basketball teams assembled of all time, but they didn't win every game. They took L's. I'm not saying Nav is a better artist in future. I'm not saying Nav has a better discography than future. But in terms of 2020, Nav's album, Good Intentions, was better than High Off Life. That said, how do you, both Nick and Aaliyah, feel about people? Do you, do you feel like people weigh personas more than the actual music? And just beyond Nav and future, the comparison, because a lot of people don't like that comparison. But like, just generally, do you feel like people weigh personas more than the actual music? Like, if you think about R&B, everyone's first thing is like, oh, this person is toxic. I, I, I love that toxic sound, blah, 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 all that. But it's like, but it's more than that. Like, it's so much deeper. It's overused. So, yeah. Yeah. I'll let the marketing mommy take it. Hey. Um, <laughs> sorry if there's any background noise. Um, but, um, I would say, I would say, um, I like the comparison though because Nav has a very like you know same sound and so does Future. Like you get the same, you already know what type of product you're gonna get with um, either or the artist. Um, I'm I'm gonna have to say I didn't to be honest with you I didn't really like fuck with Nav's project that much. Not that it wasn't good. Mm-hmm. Um, but just my personal ear, I didn't give it that much attention. Um, I would say, since we, you said marketing mommy, so I'm going to give it to Future in this case, because at least he has some sort of good press and rollout to his own album. Um, and though it may not have been the, um, the most ideal with the you know, current state of the world in 2020, um, I think that um, it caught my attention more so. Um, and that's interesting. I don't know if it's because of Future's persona. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. I think it's just more so like, you know, facts on the table. But Nav had a, you know, he had a good a good run as well. Um, mm-hmm. People talked about it. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can't speak that much towards Nav because I personally don't really listen to his music. Um, and I have mm-hmm. no real feelings about him, yeah. um, good or bad. But I know that Future is better than him from what I have heard. Absolutely. So Future is more established. And I think that we know his persona more than, you know what I'm saying? If you ask 10 people, you know, who are not just the hardest core music fans, most of them have heard of Future or heard a Future song. Very few people, I think it's this point, have heard Nav or really understand what his persona is. So I think it's kind of, in this case, it may be like unequivocal for us to be able to, Wait, you know, weigh the two, and I think it goes yeah. quickly towards Future's side because he's established that persona. So I think naturally, yeah, a lot of people do like the personas because, like Aaliyah said, we know what we're kind of getting from. If you know both, you know what you're getting from both of them. And so it can be a situation, I feel like, here that the more dominant persona can take over in relation to if you're doing a comparison. But I think naturally, when people's music, we put it out, we want their, we're 
also along for the ride of the brand of like their story and like what they are giving to us. So yeah. I think that that's always a factor in, in the music is that, you know, whether this is like a comeback album, like, you know, Meek's Championships or Brandy's B7, you know, we're excited for those stories as a part of the music. And I think that that holds weight when you're talking about how well the album was, how, you know, how good the, the promo, the rollout was. Those are all things to consider. So, um, yeah, I think it's fair for people to con- to add the persona and, you know, the marketing, the story as a part of how the, well they like the project uh, when you're talking about just the general feeling of it. But when we talk about the music specifically, that's a separate conversation. But yeah, I, I would say that's a fair thing to say. All right. Okay, cool. Very short chat. We want to get to the nitty gritty with our guest with the half and half led by Brother Early. So let us know what you're sipping on first, brother. You know what? I actually have been running around today. I did sip on a, uh, I had a, a little latte today. You know, I got a little thing around the corner. We were, people were outside running, you know, banging pots and pans, excited, happy because of the uh, president-elect results. Trump is out! Toodles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, toodles, literally. Uh, so we're, we're really, you know, I would say excited and happy to say mm-hmm. in the least about that. Uh, so uh, yeah, today I actually kind of wanted to throw a little bit of a. It's gonna it's gonna make sense when we have our guest today. I wanted to to have a conversation about this. So it's something that you guys may not you'll be confused as to why I picked this, but it's gonna make sense. So our half and half today is coming out of Time dot uh, com Time Magazine. This is the pandemic could have hurt country music. Instead, the genre is booming. And I'll make a point there. Uh, this is by Andrew R. Chow. So the, the article goes on to discuss a little bit about how country music, their popularity has grown during the pandemic. And it's talking about while the industry has risen only 2.6% on streaming services compared with the baseline pre-COVID COVID numbers, pre-COVID numbers, country music has soared 15.8% percent according to mrc data and nielsen music um country music concerts has been some of the the first ones that have come back of that genre of all the genres country music has has come back and it's been thriving uh according to a quote from tom pullman who is iHeartRadio's chief programming officer there's been uh, a lot of discussion about this and people saying well why of all the genres why is country music booming in this time where a lot of other genres are suffering and so they say the experts suggest, quote, I would suggest that the reasons for this are both emotional and technological, as some listeners seek comfort in the soothing, nostalgic qualities of the genre, while others who previously disdained streaming service, uh, streaming platforms finally cave and subscribe. Of course, they're talking about country music listeners. A lot of them still listen to it in CD form and a lot of forms that aren't digital. So which I think is, I find is interesting is now that they're caving because of you know, people not going outside, people not being in restaurants and a lot of you know, country music tours are some of the biggest tours that happen in the U.S. Um, so they're showing an uptick in streaming services. Uh, while it says on Spotify, country is the second fastest growing genre of music globally since February, which is behind electronic music. Uh, and the most of it's game coming from the U.S. and Canada. So I'm curious, and I want to ask Aaliyah, maybe if you have some insight from the marketing side of things, why would you feel that, you know, emotional connections and nostalgia aren't a unique case to just country music? A lot of people feel that from other genres. Why do you feel as if this might be working? Why is this model working for country and not working for other genres? The first thought I had in mind was, in my own personal opinion, I find, um, in not a bad way, but country music to be depressing. And I say that because, um, you know, just 
the sounds and the lyrics associated um, from a general um, perspective of country music. Not to say that's bad because, you know, some depressing music, there's depressing music in R&B and other genres, like you said. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think that that's one in just understanding the pandemic and people being home and finding something to relate to. It can also be um, people, um, you know, exploring the world wide web not being home and being like oh like i never really got into the country but let me just see you know just out of curiosity and things of that nature and um yeah i think curiosity brings on you know a lot that's associated with um our country and um that's what i would say but yeah. i do find that pretty interesting um and actually did like this setup i think it was in europe of um some sort of concert I, I don't know if it was country it may have been but there were like um you know just like vip sections all along the line yeah. and I, I thought that was dope you know yeah mm -hmm. no i also think when i was reading this i was like well we got to think about who's listening to this music like i'm thinking about people who are in a pandemic people who are thinking it's a scandemic, you know, people who are thinking that it's not real. So I'm like, why are y'all having concerts? Oh, because y'all don't believe in COVID. <laughs> that's why. Um, so I was like, maybe that's a factor to it too. But, yeah. you know, it, it was, I found it very interesting because it's like, like I said, you know, we're talking about emotional connections and nostalgia aren't things unique to just one genre. So it might be affecting like how the people are listening to this genre as well as the people because their, their base is much larger. I feel like it spans from, you know, young kids to like, old 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 people so yeah um, that's not the case i think for other genres so it might be something to consider so y'all that's my half and half thank you for your thoughts Aaliyah. all right all right we sipping well we want to give a big shout out to our employee of the month yeah i know we shouted out olivia she is a a a incredible incredible resource incredible strategist incredible social media presence and yeah she's she real cool so of course a big shout out to her but of course we want to get into our slide deck. The best song wasn't the single, but you weren't either. All right. Yes. Yeah. We want to give it to our guests first. So, what song did you bring for us to play? Went through my Memoir Power Girl playlist. Available now on Audio Mac. If you didn't know, now you know. Okay. All right. Um, Big plug. And yeah, and um, it's also been a series that I've been um, doing for the past, I want to say, three years now. Um, but now, being that Audio Mac is my home, it's with me there. Um, and while going through the playlist um, and thinking about songs that may have, you know, gotten, you know, scared away or, you know, shunned upon, not even shunned upon, but just like, the pandemic, it's a lot going on. Um, and with deluxe albums coming out, back to back which i think is an interesting concept as well and topic that we've been seeing in 2020 um i thought about janae eichel's album chalombo mm -hmm. and um all good because there's been so many deluxe albums this year and um everyone is like i feel like it's gotten to the point now where it's like if a deluxe album comes out you really have to be a diehard fan to want to go back to that album right. and dig to like see what they you know put out there um i found all good to be really interesting i love the intro love the sound and um as always, Janae pretty much touches on topics that aren't as outspoken of. So in this track, I felt like um, she was just saying, like, when when us women, when we speak, 
um, we can either be passionate or aggressive. And in between that and speaking that out to people, um, it's like, well, why are you taking what I said so hard? It was communicate through. And that's what this song um, is pretty much saying is that like everything could be all good if you just hear me I'm sensitive as we get that reputation as women, you know? Yeah. All right. Well, that quite the lead into the song. Listen, that, listen I got to get better as well. Yeah, <laughs> yo. Jeez, she should have showed us up. Let's play it. Let's play it. you so bad why you let me get you so mad something i do not understand dealing with the delicate man why you why you why you so sensitive When it's turning out the way that it should Think you should let it be the way that it could If you just let it be, then it would be good, all good, all Why you let me do you like that? Hanging on every word I said Something I do not understand You should leave the past in the past Okay Hey, yeah, that was hard. Excellent. Okay, excellent. Right. Excellent yeah. choice. Very, very nice. Very nice. Armand, what you got for us, dude? Man, so me, I I wanted to get into my my Chris Brown bag. Um, he just his we just celebrated the anniversary for uh, exclusive his second album after his debut album. You know that has Superhuman on it, Kiss Kiss, a bunch of joints, but. One of my favorite Chris Brown joints is a more, it's, it feels like a more deep cut on one of his albums. So I brought Perfume. This is featuring Seven Streeter, produced by the Underdogs. So we're about to jump into this. Trips at a DJ set. Gangster girl, gangster girl, bastards, bastards. DJ drama. DJ drama. Rhythm and rhythm and rhythm. Frillius, pay attention. I know you want me, girl. You think about me in your mind. Am I right? Yeah. I think about you too. I feel it right here deep inside. It's alright, yeah. And you're telling me things that you want to do And I got plans to do things too You know I wonder why you took so long and made me have to wait Tell me where we start Let's sit down and need to kill time Swing me off my feet after someone Slowly, please undress me My perfume on you. After I let you down, one o'clock, two o'clock, three o'clock, four. Hope you come back for more. Will you remember my perfume on you? 
know. I want people to give Seven her flowers. Yo, look. Yes. Seven be singing, yo. Seven. Seven got a catalog too. Come on, come on. Give her more love. I need that. Yeah, I, I I love that song. I was I was reconnecting with that song this past summer. Uh, I hadn't listened to it in a long, long time, and it was like, oh wow, like, like CB. You know, he's given us those big pop records, those big, big massive records, blah blah blah. But like CB on his R and B deep cut, kind of just slow. Like C CB got range. CB got range. So I and I needed yeah, to give that needed to give that record its proper do um last but not least my brother what did you bring for us so y'all bringing the heat today i also wanted to mention i don't know if we said it but uh Aaliyah's trace all good by janae aiko was produced by fists of cuffs and then yes. our mom's was produced by uh the underdog yes chris brown seven street of perfume just want to give the producers love Absolutely. Uh, mine is uh an artist that i just got put on to shout out to ou uh put me on to an amazing artist out of the uk the man is is he singing and y'all gonna hear it. This is a really exciting one. I love this off this new project called She Knows. This is un- by Kaleem Taylor, produced by El Patron. Let's do it. I know you're afraid of it, and you run away from it. But now you trust when you find safety. You know what love is, and you know the consequence. But now your heart's really safe in it. Oh, oh, oh. Talking about range, okay. And, and that was that was one of the artists we talked about on Clubhouse the other night too, right? The, yeah, the yeah, yeah. Clubhouse room. Yeah, man. Colleen Colleen Taylor is he's it. He's yeah, it. yeah. He's super super amazing. You know, that's what I love about UK artists when it comes to like R and B and soul and everything. They do their homework. They do their research, man. Like they listen to like all that early you know late from late 80s to now they really like ingest that american music that real soul and so they they produce really great vocalists out there so i mean i am always always excited love europe too yes 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 i try to keep my ear you know kind of to what is going on across the pond so far as r&b and soul go because they got a lot of vocalists a lot of vocalists out there so uh that was a great one i love that colleen taylor checking out y'all well, shout out to you for including that. And as y'all know, the Stay Busy Slide Deck playlist is available on all platforms. Hit the link tree in our IG bio or our Twitter bio and let us know via Stay Busy Pod on IG and Twitter. If you got some slides that you want to send to us, please, artists, producers, engineers, if you got anything that you worked on and you want us to play it, you want us to hear it and critique it, if you just want your music to get out to the people, 
Stay busy, got you. We're here for the, well, we're not here to just talk about the Drakes, the Kendricks, the Coles. We're here to talk about the young artists who are going to be the Drakes, the Kendricks, and the Coles very, very soon. That said, Nick, Aaliyah, y'all ready for the board meeting? I'm excited. Let's go. All right. So our board meeting today, of course, is dedicated to our very esteemed, our very special guest. Um, and we just want to get to know you and your path and your insights on the music industry. Um, so I think the very the obvious place to start is what really sparked your interest in working in the music industry? Music's always been a passion of mine. And I don't think that I didn't, I didn't realize that until I graduated college. Um, but up until then, like, I was very much like the line wire, like back in the blog every day, like downloading everything. But even prior to that, like having CDs and having like a whole portfolio of CDs and um, just, you know, being around family and friends who've always been passionate about music, like I think has led me to where I'm at today. Um, I always say that I'm a marketer first. Um, well, I'm a human first and a marketer and actually a makeup artist as well. So, um, yeah, I just, I, I think, you know, I love art and music um, is the universal language and we're able to like really communicate ourselves or like understand perspectives through music. And I'm just happy to be here to continue um, the message and just make it easier um, for consumers and users, you know, um, mm -hmm. to like understand and indulge in that, you know. I love that. Amazing. Um, so tell us a little bit more about your current role and what you do at Audimac and for Audimac. You're, well, I'm excited because you're our first guest that is from, you know, a DSP. So we really are excited to hear your perspective. So tell us a little bit more about what you do at Audiomac and for those who don't know what Audiomac is on and so forth and what a DSP digital streaming platform. But so yeah, tell them. A visual streaming platform. Um, yes, so I'm here at Audiomac. Uh, I've been here since January, like I said. Um, I currently do marketing there. I was signed on to do editorial. So that involves push notifications, emails, and blog, which is Audiomac World. Um, and has a lot of dope content. So definitely be sure to check it out. Um, as of most recently, I've really been focusing on how anywhere I go um, in life, I'm always thinking about what the ROI is and the value proposition and like what I'm bringing to the table. So um, I feel like the past few months has been um, that focus of like hearing out different regions, like whether it's Africa or Europe and like um, just you know, being a help and like that I'm not limited to just my role and uh, my responsibilities. I definitely can overachieve and just, you know, focus on things like, for example, social action committee where, you know, um, that really pretty much opened the doors where um, during the end of May, June, we know that everything happening in America and that has been going on for years, um, just I feel like we're just a bit more spotlighted because of being in a pandemic. So um, within like 48 hours, the team and I, we created a whole initiative for Black Music Month um, and just shedding a light and being um, cognizant of the moment at that time. And yeah, as of right now, um, I'm focusing on women and um, female users 
and bringing more users to the app and to the platform. So yes, like I said, like it's a digital streaming platform, but also you have original content um, like our Fine Tune and Chop Symphony uh, flagship series, as well as incredible um, gems on Audio Mac World, which we actually just partnered with DJ Booth. So okay. it's all Dope. in house. Yeah, no, no. shout out to Audio Mac and DJ Boo. That's an incredible partnership. Both great, really great platforms. Go ahead, Nick. Sorry. What do you What do you think? I'm curious as to what you think. You know that we have a few different DSPs, as we say. You know, Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal, Deezer, so on and so forth. What do you think that Audio Mac specific edge is in relation to the other platforms? I'm curious to hear your take on that. Well, the motto is uh, moving music forward. And I think it's exactly that. Um, it's very much a different perspective. I would say this is my first music business job. So coming into a very unique situation where you have 50 to 100 employees um, is very much a startup type of feel. But outside of the internal workings, I would say on the industry and like uh, in, comparable, in comparison level, I think that is just putting the artist first, like I said, and um, having, you know, it doesn't matter if I don't, I'm currently not on content ops who handles like onboarding artists and like ingesting and working with the labels and whatnot. But if I connect with somebody who is an R&B artist, I'm going to do that. I'm going to, and I think that everybody at Audio Mac has that work ethic that they're going to make sure that like they have X, Y, and Z to do, but putting still the artist first if they know somebody or they found someone through social media to making sure that like we're a part of their story and their trajectory as becoming an artist um it's, it's super interesting i'm super grateful to be here for sure um so how do you feel like artists are gonna have to go about marketing themselves going into 2021 you know obviously with a lot of covid restrictions and there are people who are making who are kind of creating through it. We've seen drive-in concerts, we've seen Zoom, we've seen Twitch, we've seen a lot of different platforms kind of utilized, but like going into 2021 with the world slightly opening up and not still being fully open, like what do you think artists should be thinking about and doing to market themselves? I think it starts internally, making sure that your team is for you um, and all hands on deck. Um, so it starts there always. Um, and then outside of that and being yourself and being creative and just, you know, and intuitive and, and stepping into your, what you want to do. Like, I really loved how Kalani, um, rolled out her album. Yeah. She probably had one of the best rollouts of 2020 Absolutely. and it was all through her starting her own production company. Like, and it, it, that was super, I feel like that should be super inspiring to all artists on all levels, whether it's indie or label, like you should learn how to do things yourself. And that was one thing that I really did prior to even being at Audio Mac and being within the business or industry is doing everything myself. Because if that meant editing my own content, that's what we, you need to do. Um, but, right. you know, just just doing things that matter like i think uh, i think that we need it this year to just reset because um i'm praying and hoping that moving forward it's quality over quantity and like you know we've we've had so many single drops and over the years past decade has been very very quick so um i think for going into 2021 artists should definitely like 
um, take the time to build a message, build a story, um, be creative and relatable. What would you want to see as a fan or as a consumer? Always leading with a consumer mindset. All right. Go ahead, Nick. Do, do you feel like it's a challenge though for a lot of, what are you saying that a lot of independent artists, I guess, aren't doing? Because I feel like Audio Mac interacts with a lot of independent artists. Is that correct? Would you say that? Yeah. So what do you feel like artists aren't doing so far as their marketing that they need to be doing stronger as you kind of just alluded to it a little bit more, but what do you think that they're not doing? They could be doing better. It's like, that's like the, the, the first thing that comes to mind is like as an independent artist, there's no reason why you should be dropping a single, a project, an EP, whatever on a Friday when you have so many sharks in the freaking ocean like you're like it it's it's fish tank all throughout the whole week and then friday it's floodgates so it's like why why are you setting yourself up (laughs) to um take the shine you know like do a sunday do a do a tuesday do something that's not as popular so people can um you know pay attention like we live in a very quick and um um, lack of attention driven society and generation right now so it's yeah. like well, why are you, like all eyes should be on you um and whether you're at the independent level or label level but especially as indie as indie artists like you have the opportunity to build your story from absolute scratch so take yeah. advantage of that yeah now me and nick talked about that like back in like episode two uh like uh gold link uh, rca had a bunch of artists do the midweek drops like gold link did one mm-hmm. um cousins did a couple other artists and it was like it was dope because it was a nice breath of fresh air from the normal craziness of friday so you get something on a wednesday you can kind of sit with it and then you approach everything else on a friday and it, you know it still might be a lot but it's a little less than you know you might get if everything else drops on friday so that's all go ahead nick i'm sorry no, yeah. So I wanted to talk a little bit more about playlisting because I think that's the next natural progression when we're talking about independent artists. Um, what are, would you say that, and you know, as someone who makes your own playlist yourself, what are you looking for from an independent artist so far as like when you're choosing what's going to be on a playlist, something and so forth? Outside of, you said what? I'm sorry. Tell, telling a story, like, um, even though I really, honestly, up until this year, I, I've always been a girly girl, but like before then, I would like be like, yo, like I still listen to Key Lock, like I still listen to trap music, you know what I mean? So I would fight that like girly feminine thing. But um, what I would say is that I totally just love Trina Fox saying that. <laughs> I think about that, so I did that all. But um, I think um, I think story and not just like just like there there has to be something relatable you know what i mean because playlisting is storytelling so it's like you know what are you contributing to this to the story right here um and also um on the technical side i think like how you enter and how you end a song is very very important like there will be a, a fire song and there's like a freaking monologue at the beginning or end and it's like damn i wish you would have like you know extracted this monologue and put it as its own skit on the track list because yeah and i also include um monologues and skits all the time in my playlist like i love it it breaks it up it transitions and segues into a new um chapter 
whatever playlist you are on. Right, right, you right. Know? Yeah. So how do you feel like, um, you know, you personally have, have impacted Audio Mac and what do you feel like you've brought to them? Any change of perspective, any a different type of flavor? Like how do how you kind of, you as Aaliyah, Simone Lopez, you know, super talented like well you know what i'm yeah. saying you see it is it uh, <laughs> like what you know what, what do you feel like your your impact on audio mac is i think a fresh perspective i bring um a consumer mindset like everyone at the company is amazing and um it's like family, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like they've, they've started back in 2012 and just the, when you get a chance, like research, like, you know, just their story and it's very interesting. And I just feel like um, with my background of working as a makeup artist for so many years and being on the artist side on that end, and then going into corporate America and experiencing advertising and marketing there, and then while still like creating like my own things like I feel like as much as it's like I feel like it's a, it's a two-way street between Audio Mac and I to be right. honest with you um, but what I bring to Audio Mac I would say um, like I said the consumer mindset and um, thinking about what the next five years will be for the company like yeah. um what type of what type of users do you um, foresee in the future? We've the the company has grown so much since I even started in January, and it's so inspiring to see like the numbers, like in the data, like grow. Um, and it's just like how are how are you going to scale like the growth and the good things um, and the partnerships that are currently going on. Um, and just thinking like that, you know, thinking overall as a marketer. Right. Um, that's, I think it's a really interesting conversation to have. Like, I, I love how nowadays, you know, in, in, it seems like in the music space, it's like everyone bringing your full self to work, especially that's something common with our generation that bring our full self to work is that it aids in our work, you know, your perspective from being a makeup artist before and just all of your different life experiences aid you in your job now. Um, so I have actually a question that I think is we've been I've been hearing this a lot about in Clubhouse and just rooms and general conversations with people who are in the industry. And so we're talking about marketing R&B and you're in these conversations with labels and with I'm sure with R&B acts, so on and so forth. Is the you know, there's this overwhelming thought and obviously I'm sure it's based on some real facts is that labels don't know how to market R&B and especially now. And so what are your thoughts on that in your conversations with labels as they're approaching, you know, a push a press, you know, for albums or for, you know, marketing pushes for certain artists that are in R&B lane. Do you feel like it's as bad as it, as it seems, or as people are saying it is so far as marketing R&B right now? Transparent. I do a lot of internal marketing versus external as far as working directly with the labels, um, I'm associated by um, an extent, but um, from, you know, obviously doing my day-to-day workflow and whatnot. Um, yeah, I don't, I can't, I can't really build an opinion and say like labels don't know how to market R&B. Um, but I do understand that because the influx and the incoming 
of you know the effort within marketing within marketing for R&B isn't as prevalent as strong as rap is and as yeah. other genres especially like you know um R&B has always been like a leg of hip hop you know in that urban conversation and um you know originally pop and R&B are essentially like very much unlike but there are um history historical facts and things of that nature saying that like pop was driven for white people and you know we got our own bucket with r&b for black and those of color so um not to get too deep into that i think systematically i think that yeah you know maybe it could be done better but i think just my experience thus far because i'm literally just starting out and i love having these conversations yeah. where like you know i'll look back at this five years and like wow i've grown so much but um labels are a resource like labels are not <laughs> are not your team you still need your own team so um i think underground wise like r&b is on fire right now it's not the mainstream talk of like the megan the stallions and the hip-hop conversation and women um rappers but uh behind the scenes on the ground like yeah it's killing it and you're seeing those who are really like having great rollouts versus those who are just putting things out to put them out so um yeah i think it just starts with their team and like you know what they're what they're doing in-house and also what the parameters are um with the label because the label can definitely the label have a lot of talented people like myself like who are working there like um you know like i'm just saying like you know i would hate to like shit on them or like you know label versus indie conversation because there's somebody just like me my age trying to be that next executive so right. it's like um they get in they get in this lump sum conversation as though like they're not like able to do when they're probably working their ass off to do the job <laughs> but um you know there's a lot of you know strings attached and then you have the artist's team and then the artists themselves so yeah, yeah i digress <laughs> no that was great <laughs> so um what do you have any further aspirations for yourself working in music do you want to manage an artist do you want to be an a and r do you want to be you know, like, do you want to start making beats? Do you want to be an engineer? Like, come on, like, what you, what you trying to do? The, 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 the world is your oyster. What, what would you like to attack next, Miss Aaliyah? Like I said, I'm a marketer at heart. So I love music. I love beauty. So whatever um, is meant for me is meant for me. I'm a very um, intuitive person. So I go with the flow with a lot of things. I try not to stress too much. Um, but, um, I think as far as the music goes, um, even up until where I'm at now, I have worked like independently, like behind the scenes with a few artists, nothing big or major, but just being able to like, see how that may be. Um, I, I wouldn't mind working on an artist's team. Um, and giving like creative strategy and project managing and being able to like flush out and execute whatever they're trying to get across. Mm -hmm. um, but it would really have to be a special connection, I would say. Like, it's not because I just want to have it on my resume. Like, I have to genuinely want to like tell the world your story, you know what I mean? Um, and then uh, um, 
weirdly I haven't really like <laughs> like marketed my, or branded or said anything like this before but um 2020 has made me realize that like um I can sometimes like have little haikus and like um like nothing slushed out really but I would say like maybe like songwriting may be a thing um Uh-oh. but that's such a that's such a big like tackle that like I don't want to put and dedicate myself to that because I have other things on the agenda but um futuristically like yeah like that might that might be a, a dope thing to experience um while possibly you know continuing to climb the ladder um I think representation is really important and um I know that there's a nine to five versus entrepreneur conversation that we have a lot of times yeah. Yeah. so yeah um I just just trying to be represented for women, women of color, people of color, and um, tell stories. <laughs> That's a perfect, perfect transition to my last question. You know, there's been a lot of discussions about women in music, women of color in music, um, and just their impact. And when you look at the writers, when you look at some of the artists, when you look at just everything, like women's imprint is so deep within music and they've given us so much nick's favorite r&b album this year is from a black woman brandy um so you as someone who's doing so much you know what 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 message do you want to give out to the entire world about women in 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 music going into 2021 and you know just how much more we should take you all seriously us <laughs> like I just feel like um the more you listen um whether it's to wh- whether it's in music and you're bumping you know Brandy's D7 or you know a playlist or a favorite artist conversations like we're doing now um just listen and understand and and, and really like indulge into those conversations and questions um mm-hmm. but for 2021 i think we're just going to continue to run the world like you know like i think that we're going to um and in a in a respectful way too like not Mm -hmm. here to bash fuck that respectful shit dude be be disrespectful (laughs) we deserve it be disrespectful (laughs) (laughs) but uh i think that you know like i think we're 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 continuing to uphold our 50 percent yeah. you know yeah more and than that p- period because to be honest which is yeah, right. you got majority mm-hmm. of the pie okay but um respectfully um and <laughs> and having um you know a vice president-elect kamala harris being in office i think that's just going to spark a lot I- i'm excited to see marketing um campaigns partnerships um just being a part of uh, multiple conversations like i'm just super excited amazing well we want to thank you so much for pulling up for your insight for your your transparency your candor your open conversation and being a part of the busy gang you are officially stay busy alumni Mm -hmm. So we yeah. want to thank you. Nick, do you have any and, and anything you would like to say before we get into bulletin board? No, we just want to say thank you again because I, I with that perspective, we always need that perspective. You know, it's, yes. it's it's interesting to hear from, of course, women who are doing their thing, of course, people from different parts of the industry too. So we're, we're very, very thankful that you came today and told us a little bit more about your life and, and what you have going on for yourself. So we're excited mm-hmm. for you. We we want you to win. We, you know, we, we're really, really happy for you. 
So. Big, big fan vibes. That Here said, <laughs> let us get into the bulletin board. So your boy, Armand, I put out a new playlist recently. It's called No Parties in the Summer. It is a party next door, Summer Walker collab playlist. That There's a story to it, so don't put it on shuffle. Don't, don't do none of that nonsense y'all be doing with albums. Play it all the way through. Really listen. Pay attention. Get that insight. Right. It's fire. Um, check it out. Do y'all got anything y'all want to put on the bulletin board? Uh, uh, Leah, do you have any any new music that came out that you want to you want to um, plug or anything that you want to plug? Not yeah, anything. Music. Anything yeah. that you got going on for yourself or people that you're working with? Anything? I would say Memory Power Girl. Like I said, it's available on Audio Mac. And like Grandma said, no shuffle, gang. Like you're not. I don't. I think. There should, the only time that you should shuffle a playlist, if it says it in the description. But if it does not, just hit play and let it rock. You know what I mean? So Memoir Power Girl. Um, and exploring beauty more. Like, um, beauty's been, like, my first baby. So exploring that, um, you know, transitioning out of the freelance makeup artist space, but still taking clients. So if you need your girl in the New Jersey, New York area, hit me uh-huh. up. But um, yeah, just continue to do what I got to do, you know? Amazing. All right. Yeah. Well, with that said, we want to thank you again for pulling up our Jersey fam marketing at Audio yeah. Mac beauty playlist. You can get it all from her. So don't sleep. Pull up. We're going to put up her, put our social media on, on, on our social media and blah, blah, so you can follow her, engage with her. Be respectful, of course. We don't want no nonsense. Come on. Come on. This is the busy boys. But that said, stay safe. Stay humble. Stay busy. Wash your hands. Moisturize. Sanitize. People is kind of getting outside, but still be wary about when you're outside. Let's hit this outro. Baby girl, baby girl, how you feeling? I've been out in the world staying busy. Taking time, getting right if you miss me. Me. I've been out in the world staying busy